Welcome to Love in the Love Boat, a fond and funny look back on the world's greatest cruise ship-based television show. I'm Ishvan, singer, songwriter, and TV fanatic. And I'm Michelle, pop culture enthusiast. Join us as we relive episodes of one of the most watched TV series of all time. Occasionally deviating to pop culture charts unknown. So come aboard. We're expecting you for another edition of Loving the the Love Boat. Boat. Hi, you guys. Welcome to episode 48. Hello, Michelle. Hi. How are you? Could be better, could be worse. Okay. With a little bit of a cold, but I'm all right. You're going to roll with it because you are a professional? It's true. The show must go on. Okay. You just got to give me a warning and then you can cough away. (laughs) All right, you guys, like we said, and if you listened to the last episode, we were excited because we weren't sure what was around the corner, but we knew it was one of two great things. And that was either Sonny Bono as a rock star, a la Alice Cooper. Or the return of Charo. And yes, it is the latter. We are luckily seeing Charo back on the ship. Or as they call her, April. April. April is back, you guys. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's not hesitate. Let's no. not wait. Let's, let's get into this. First, we have Supermom, written by Tom Dunsmuir. Secondly, we have I'll See You Again by Lee Aronson. And lastly, we have April's Return, also written by Lee Aronson. Hmm. Busy, busy writer. Yes, double duty. <laughs> now, besides Charo Michelle, who else is on this cruise? We have Sid Charisse. Are you familiar with Sid Charisse at all? You know what? The name, again, there are a lot of people whose names you heard constantly. And Sid Charisse was a name that was referenced all the time. She obviously was a very beautiful woman. I don't know one thing about Sid Charisse. Dancer. Was in a lot of a lot of movies. A lot in the flick. 50s and 60s she was in um singing in the rain she always went opposite like the dancing oh wow okay. people singing in the rain she did a number and she did a lot of stuff with fred astaire oh awesome and then there was always that rumor but i believe it was just a publicity stunt that her legs were insured hmm. for a million dollars each by mgm oh, they may be some people i think did do stuff like that i, I was doing some research and nobody could prove it 100 percent. so they're chalking it up to maybe it was just i was supposedly by lloyd's of london that it was just possibly a publicity stunt Hmm. just to bring attention to her and everything cool all right the lovely sid charise yes and then as you stated earlier we have charo is april lopez oh yeah coochie coochie then we have the husband and wife duo of ann mira and jerry stiller yeah i love those guys i do too very very much I i love ben stiller and i just like that whole family Quite, quite a talented group of people. Yes. And then we have Craig Stevens as Frank Pierce. Yeah. I didn't really watch the show, but even his like reruns, but I guess he was in Peter Gunn, the 50s. It was like a cop show, you know, the theme song. Everybody knows the theme song of Peter Gunn. Mm-hmm. So that was where he came from. Then we have just some minor roles by Kathy, Katie Kurtzman. She was the older daughter of uh, Jerry Stiller and Ann Mira. How did you say their last name? Hanrahan? Hanrahan. Hanrahan. And then, you know, my favorite, Corey Feldman. Little tiny Corey Feldman. <laughs> it's Charlie Hanrahan. Do you want to tell the story quickly? Sure. Do you want to share that with anyone? Can we share that? Is that possible or no? Is that I don't not know. something you want to do? Sure, we could if it's possible, legally possible. For my 50th birthday, Ishran got me a cameo of Corey Feldman. <laughs> 
He got me a few, but I'm not going to lie. Corey Feldman's was one of the best ones because he <laughs> went above and beyond. He was the final, the final reveal. <laughs> it was the one that I knew was really going to, you know, take it home. <laughs> he really did, though. He did. Yeah, he knocked it out of the park, you guys. Hello, this is Corey Feldman, and I am coming to you live and direct from my studio here in Los Angeles, California. And I have a very special birthday video message for the great Michelle. He treated me to a rendition of Michelle by the Beatles, a song by him. So I don't know, maybe we could just uh, share just a teeny tiny bit of that yeah, on our Instagram. <laughs> but hail Corey Feldman. Then we have Steven Schneitzer as Francois. Oh, wow, you went the extra mile. <laughs> Can I give one? Yeah. We have Johnny Disco as Roger Pearson. I know, he had a name this time. <laughs> We'll get to him later, but he was sitting there uh, at some point uh, near the pool and holds up a glass of, I think, champagne or something Dom like Perignon that. Don he bought for April. <laughs> As a very suave uh, sort of a potential Smoking suitor. By the pool. Yeah. All right, so let's get into this. Guys, yeah. we start episode 48 with a bit of a game show quiz. Julie comes running up to the rest of the crew and kind of asks them, who do you think is returning to the ship? And they offer up several humorous guesses. Well, would you like to take a guess at who's going to be the singer of this cruise? Uh, Elton John. No. Aretha Franklin. No. Tiny Tim. <laughs> we give up. None other than Angelina Patricia Ruiz Inez Lopez. I had that for dinner last week in Acapulco. <laughs> April. Coochie coochie. April. April's coming back. Yeah. Oh, boy. Captain now? Oh, sure. He went to go pick her up himself. Well, last time he couldn't wait to get her off the ship. Uh -huh. Last time she was a stowaway. This time she's the most popular singer on the line. April arrives all spunky and he's all happy. The captain, after he was so angry when she first arrived last time as a stowaway, now he's all proud of her because she's star of the cruise line. But there is something amiss, isn't there? Something's troubling her. Yeah, and they, they, they don't know exactly what it is. They can't put their finger on it. But of course, you know, Doc, he's a pretty intuitive guy. And he points it out to everybody. How does it feel to be a star? Uh, you know, guys, I think that April probably likes to go freshen up. Oh, yes, I want to get fresh. Hey, wait a minute. Before you go, how about one? Mm, mm. Oh, no, no. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, you can give us one, please. Well, okay. Good, good, good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Is it just me or was there something missing from that Gucci Gucci? So can you imagine having four children? No. It was four, right? Didn't they have four kids? Yeah, it was two girls and two boys. Yeah. I, I, I just I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> That's a lot. But the Hanrahans, they are quite a family. And for some reason, they've chosen to take the kids on a cruise. You know, that's the problem. The dad is not necessarily thrilled about it. He would have preferred having sort of like time alone. Right. And the mom just, you know, she's a mom. So every, all her attention goes into the children constantly. Mark, now look, let's all stay together. Okay. Hi, we're the Hanrahan. Uh, uh, welcome aboard, everybody. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope I have got everybody. Uh, Charlie? Here. Katie? Here. Sarah? Here. Timothy, here. Yeah. Here. Bud, 
bad? Uh, there? Uh, this way, bad. How did you know he was my husband? Lucky guess. Oh, oh, hi, welcome aboard. Some second honeymoon. Oh, now, bud, come on. Charlie! Charlie, come back here! Not you. Charlie! I can hardly wait for the third honeymoon. You should probably insist on bringing the grandchildren. <laughs> so a friend of the captain shows up. I was unclear. Were they army buddies? Oh, no. They were not. They were both in the military, but if you recall, they're doing sort of that wonderful oh, guy right. razzing of one another where they're making fun of the other like outfit that the other guy is one in. One was military, or was army, and yes. then captain was the navy. Yeah, so this old, you know, <laughs> army so-and-so, Frank, what was his name? Frank Pierce. Yep. <laughs> he shows up, sees the captain, and kind of, you know, uh, gives him a little ribbing. Straighten up, sailor. Frank, Frank Pierce. Why, you old dog face. <laughs> Lieutenant dog face to you, Swabby. Uh, years haven't changed you much. <laughs> You're still an army snob. <laughs> Merrill, you old salt, I've got to admit that the Navy is a fine service for army rejects. <laughs> this way. Hey, you look great. Thanks. I bet you can still fit into your old uniform. Oh, I don't know about that, but I feel great. Of course, uh, souvenir acts up from time to time. Yeah. Most people bring home slides of their trip to Europe. You had to bring home a piece of shrapnel. Is it uh, bothering you at all? No, it only hurts when I boogie. <laughs> now, there's uh, kind of a bit of dramatic history with these two, for sure. They haven't seen each other in a long time, so there's, there's obviously like a lot to catch up on. Again, guys, if you're new to the show, <laughs> we need you to know that the love boat isn't just like a trivial, like fun frolic. The ship is magic. It is. It possesses magic. And this is why there are so many coincidences and chance meetings. And as the captain and Frank Pierce <laughs> are talking to one another, before they can get too into sort of like, you know, what's happened in all the years that have passed, they see a lovely lady in the distance. It just so happens to be. The love that never was for Mr. Frank Pierce. Hi. Do you know what that looks like? Remember that you were so entertaining in England? The one everybody was crazy about. Uh, Eve. Something about Eve. Uh... Mills. Eve Mills. That's right. Oh, gosh, Michelle, I like this episode, obviously because we're big Charo fans. Mm -hmm. And we have told people also in the past that if you are on Instagram, and we hope that you are, and hope that you're following our Instagram page, Charo is pretty active on Instagram. She, she really is. She still looks fantastic. She's still working out. And, and she is still wearing nylons, pantyhose, <laughs> like she's wearing on this yes. episode. And you can see that in almost every single post that she does on Instagram. So we suggest seeking her out and following her. I thought it was kind of cool on this episode because, you know, obviously Charo is a is a energetic, magnetic performer, mm -hmm. somebody that's just super like, you know, compelling. But they, they chose kind of a cool thing with her because there is something wrong. There is some sort of, uh, she's conflicted yes. about something. So uh, at first... She arrives to the dining room looking awesome. She does that silver, like, two-piece dress. Mm-hmm. 
but she turns tail immediately because she didn't want to go sit at the captain's table. Hey, good evening. Hey, hey good evening. I'm fine. May I escort you to the captain's table? Yes, you see, the captain is very eager to show you off to his friends. What do you mean? He won me to be a show-off? No, 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 it's just that well, he's very proud of you, and since he discovered you, now you're a big success. Come on. Oh, wait a minute. I think I am not as hungry as I thought I was. I'm going to take a walk to make my appetite wet. Wait, what am I going to tell the captain? You tell him that I suddenly got a cold foot. <laughs> See you later. But it just so happens, also at the captain's table is Eve and Francois, her companion on the cruise, and then Frank comes. No, 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 no. I think Frank is there first. Oh, is Frank is there first? Yeah, you are in a NyQuil haze right now, Michelle, <laughs> and that's why you're mixing this up. So, yeah, Frank is there first, and he's talking with the captain, oh, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Adam Bricker is there as well. Mm-hmm. And then Eve shows you're up. Right. They, he didn't know. I think he didn't know exactly if that w- was her, uh, or or, or may, yeah, maybe the same thing. Because I think she saw him earlier and wasn't quite sure because right. she was under the impression that he had died. Right. <laughs> so she shows up at the table, and he, you know, as he's about to speak, uh, Francois shows up, and kind of throws a bit of a French monkey wrench. <laughs> into the entire thing. That was a Pacific theater. Now the fact still remains that in Europe... Gentlemen, gentlemen, can we wait to bring out the heavy artillery until after dessert? (laughs) Oh, it's Mills. I'm pleased you could join us. Oh, my pleasure, Captain. And please, call me Eve. Eve. I'd like to have you meet Frank Pierce, an old friend of mine. How do you do, Mr. Pierce? Oh. This is Adam Bricker, our ship's doctor. How do you do? Good evening. Eve? Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you. Hey. Yeah. I think it was during the scene. Did you notice? And there's a lot of this throughout this episode when they brought out the, I believe they were baked Alaskans. Baked Alaskans? The chefs came out with like three. The flaming desserts. Oh, and then there was like the weird crowd, like ooh, ah, and I was like, wow, that I've never heard that happen before on the love boat. You know what? I did see it. I didn't know what they were bringing out. It looked like a Brady Bunch volcano no, experiment. It's baked but... Alaskan, I'm pretty sure. Okay, and you're, you know, you had inquired about that before. Well, it's all those we we were mentioning all of the meals, Vichy Soise, and like whatever. But I just thought that the like like extra loud oohs and ahs when they came out with the flaming dessert. I would have. You would have. I totally would have. (laughs) Yeah, I did see that. (laughs) But then April and Francois take a bite and she has to, or April, Eve and Francois take a bite and then she has to leave. Bon voyage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had to go. Because I think it was, it was a lot to handle. Can you imagine? No, thinking somebody's dead and then. Yeah, basically like the ghost of the person that you once loved Mm -hmm. during a war, the wartime Mm -hmm. uh, would be pretty intense. Because Eve, Eve was a singer oh yeah performing for the troops now that's not all i mean a lot is happening in the dining room because we also have the hanrahans <laughs> all sitting at a table and uh kids being kind of typically bored which I, th- I we were on our best behavior when we were kids in a restaurant we were too if you ask my mom she would always say people would always comment on how uh, well behaved we were because we wouldn't be able to drink soda if we weren't 
no good like we couldn't get a soda because soda was our treat at a restaurant or a kitty cocktail <laughs> yeah so if you were being bad then no go wow we have so much in common Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> but the hanrahan's are sitting there it's starting to get and it already had it's getting on uh, jerry stiller's nerves Bud, his name is Bud on this episode. That's right. Jerry's not eating your vegetables. <laughs> you know, Margaret, if you and I were alone, we'd be popping the cork on our second bottle of champagne right about now. <laughs> well, no use crying over spilt milk. <laughs> Unless you have to pay the cleaning bills. <laughs> no, Charlie, don't... It's a Quaker picker up. No, Charlie, it's a tablecloth. Sarah, don't do that. No, Sarah, 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 How cute is Corey Feldman? I think that was like during his, like he was doing commercials at that time because he, he did like the whole quicker picker upper thing when he knocked his milk over. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> he had to throw that in. I don't know if he did a bounty commercial. I'll have to do some research. There were a ton of like also like throughout the entire thing, Star Wars references. And there that were. was, again, I was I was just like that at, at that age. Like I was completely uh, obsessed with Star Wars, loved Star Wars. The movie must have just came out when this was like, you know, being written up because like yeah like they had the star wars costumes on yeah. and pretty cool darth vader mask later on cool. i would have killed for that mask my mom probably wouldn't have let me bring that on the cruise no 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 no. but he he's a great little actor i mean he really was good from from a very young age because he, he, he did an awesome job in that had, role he had the most speaking parts of all the children he did and yeah. he was like the youngest yeah he just he's naturally good i don't know why he does music i guess maybe you don't get chances to do acting things because he's a far superior actor to his I know you're a big fan of his music. I just don't quite understand it in the way that you do. Just the guy. He had a rough get go after all that, you know. But things are coming around for him. <laughs> he's, he's on tour and he's being championed by lots of celebrities now. Right. But at the time, he was causing Bud, his father, a lot of mm -hmm. distress and aggravation. Because after dinner, these guys... They wanted to go out dancing. Yeah, they head back to the cabin and they're trying to put the kids, you know, down so they can get uh, go to sleep. And then, yeah, they can go out and enjoy themselves a little bit. But, you know, when you are a devoted parent and you've got four kids, although they had older kids, but still, she just could not let it go. Oh, Margaret, you cleaned his ears before we left this morning. Bud, that was 250 miles ago. <laughs> Charlie, can you hear me? Yeah. And your ears are clean enough to go to bed. And you go. I close to the rest of you, too. Come on, hop in. Do what Daddy said. Sleep said. well. Bed, Kate. See you in the morning. No talking. I mean, sleep for real. <laughs> there. Now the little ones are in bed. We big ones can go dance the night away. I don't know. I don't know, Bud. What if the kids need us? <sighs> Honey... Honey, they know how to pick up a phone. I taught them myself. Well, what if they're too sick to reach the phone? Now you're being silly. Come on. Let's have some fun. I don't know, bud. I just don't feel right about leaving them. Maybe you're right. Okay. Let's have some fun without leaving. But let's pretend the kids aren't here. 
They're back home at 35 Hancock Lane. Oh, Bud. Does that babysitter smoke? <laughs> she quit six months ago. <laughs> oh, that's no good. That means she drinks like a fish. I hid the liquor behind the furnace. <laughs> well, does she leave Charlie alone in the bathtub? Never lets him out of her sight. That's nothing but hamburgers. It's an expert fingerprint. <laughs> stop it. You stop. The kids are going to hear you. They can't. I shut the door. <laughs> well, then we can't hear them. Oh, Bud! Margaret, do not open that door. Mommy! Mommy! Now you've done it. I've done it! It's all right, darling. Mommy's oh, right here. Bud heads to the lounge, doesn't he? Yeah. Just to catch the the act of April? I don't know. He just, he headed out. I know he headed out in a huff because he was upset. Mm-hmm. But we get to see April perform. Well, that's the thing. The captain now has taken all kinds of credit for Charles' career. He has, <laughs> like, discovered her. So he gives April kind of a killer introduction. <laughs> Charles comes out and does one of the best, I think, you know, fake performances on the <laughs> ship and does a discified version of the Love Boat theme. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I am pleased to present to you a young lady whom I discovered a year ago. As a matter of fact, I discovered her stowed away in a laundry hamper. <laughs> After you hear her, I'm sure you'll agree that the stage is the best place for the talents of Miss April Lopez. clips out there on YouTube I know of her doing this if you haven't watched the full episode but she gave it her all and they they did the full song which was incredible <laughs> lyrics you don't normally hear no. unless you listen to the full Jack Jones version but she did a great job and the crowd went nuts and there's that like massive breakdown where she just starts dancing oh, like I crazy know. Like I crazy loved disco it. dancing oh my gosh it was so incredible <laughs> like, I love again it. with the oohs and the ahs oh, well. they were very loud again if only they brought the baked Alaskans out at that point <laughs> all lit up around her surrounded her with the baked Alaskans <laughs> would have been so awesome but it's pretty great I mean it's super great mm-hmm. a little bit of a switcheroo huh Michelle on this episode mm, where they're on love bow but it's it's not like what you typically experience. I was just gonna say that the captain and Frank are on the love the love part of the nighttime ship. Yeah, but it turns more into sort of like a confessional situation because what are you drinking? What do you say something about him outdoing Dean Martin? Yeah, what's with the Dean Martin routine? That's it. So that's what guys do. You can't really get too sensitive with one another, but you still are concerned because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's drinking a lot. And this is a pretty cool scene, though, because this is where his friend just kind of, you know, shares all of this heavy information of what actually took place uh, when they were in the war. Is there a reason for this Dean Martin impression? Or did you just decide that you liked hangovers? (laughs) Meryl, old friend, I am going to tell you a war story. Now, it's called the, The Lieutenant and the Singer. It's about a boy and a girl and a month in England. Most wonderful month in my life. You 
get to see uh, it get to hear another dilemma but this time the crew is listening to april talk yeah we we finally understand why she's not her normal ebullient ebullient self and she's upset heavy-duty subject to tackle. No, it was great. Like her becoming like a sex object and people like more interested in not her performance but thinking they could date her. No, it was awesome. It was an awesome... Touch her or whatever. Yeah, it was an awesome approach to her character instead of just making it completely trivial and having it be heavy like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was really cool. I thought it was great. So that's that's why we learned she was hesitant to perform. So not to waste any time, April gets right into her new position she's going to attempt. Yeah, and Julie's showing her, like, just taking her, you know, like she normally would throughout a normal day and giving examples as to, like, what she does to kind of help the, the passengers have fun and what happens. Charo takes it a little too far. <laughs> she's a little too friendly with the passengers, and it happens to be Bud. Okay, we're going to try this again, April. Now, remember, you don't entertain the passengers. You want to get them to entertain themselves. The whole idea is that everybody be comfortable. 
This is one subject that is right up my alley-oop. <laughs> Made them comfortable like they never had been comfortable. No, April. Good morning. How are you? Are you having a good time? Well, yes, actually. Hey, you don't look too comfy to me. I'm going to fix you up. Is she? Hey, we have a very good time dancing last night. Did we? Did we? Dancing? You told me you went for a walk. Uh, yes. Oh, I make a fool. Oh, I think I fool when I should push. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Excuse me, I uh, I think I'll go look for the kids. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Do I blow everything up? Well, uh, no, it's not your fault, April. Are you sure? Yeah, don't worry. April! Oh, stay here. Be right back. Michelle, did you at all notice Frank Pierce's dramatic limp? <laughs> at one time when he was leaving the room, yeah. he did that. And way. he really exaggerated the fact because, guys, see, like, I don't know if we've, if, if this has been exposed in any of the clips at this point, but he had some shrapnel, I think, in mm-hmm. him. And uh, that's laid him up for a long period of time in the war. And it's, it's, uh, it, you know, it causes him not to be able to, I think he says in the beginning, boogie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when he walks away, from I think the time when he does finally get to speak with uh, Eve, mm-hmm. like one on one, I believe is that not the case? I think you are correct. Yeah. So these two finally see one another after all of these years. She realizes that he is not a ghost; that he is still alive. Which I don't even know how you would deal with something like that. Quite right. honestly, that would be mind blowing. And they get a chance to sort of uh, start to maybe rekindle this relationship. I thought you were dead. The least you could have done was to let me know. I was in the hospital for eight months. At least you could have answered my letters. I never got any letters. I sent dozens. I, I dictated them. My nurse. Then she never mailed them. Oh, no, Ellen wouldn't. Ellen? My nurse. I ended up marrying her. I guess if I'd been your nurse, I wouldn't mail the letters either. Oh. Ellen uh, isn't with you on the cruise. She passed away a few years ago. I'm sorry. There you are, Chevy. I was just coming to get you. Uh, You know Francois. (laughs) Would you... uh, like to join us for breakfast? Uh, no, no, thanks. Uh, well, I've already eaten. Oh, well, we will see you later, won't we? Oh, sure, sure. You, uh, you have a nice breakfast. Kind of like if this were an 80s film, it would be the montage scene, but it's not. It's uh, April. She's in full cruise director mode, mm-hmm. and Julie's taking her around to talk to passengers and socialize and just kind of get to know them or is that the, they're going to sign up for shuffleboard shuffleboard <laughs> i think so i think so it's kind of cool because it's like it shows that julie's job isn't all that easy no gopher yeah i thought they did a good job too like interweaving sort of like her storyline with the hanrahan's because 
she keeps interacting with Bud mm-hmm. and causing extra problems with their marriage because it, it's seeming like they've got some sort of affair happening. Exactly. I liked where Julie, I think, was running bingo. Yes. And then <laughs> April takes over. And, you know, Charo is famous for, I mean, it's it's kind of like the, one of the most noteworthy things of the way that she kind of messes up the English language. And mm-hmm. I, I honestly cannot tell what's real and what isn't when she does that because it's so amazing how she can kind of screw things up and just deliver lines still. But it to me, this was a really funny part, mm-hmm. the bingo part. Yes, it was hilarious in <laughs> Spanish. She's saying everything in Spanish and everyone's looking around completely baffled. And, you know, Julie's watching this from the wings then at some point, and she's she's getting all concerned. And then all of a sudden, a very excited, <laughs> tiny Mexican man comes. That would be Speedy Zapata. Oh, my God. A well-known uh, kind of comedic guy. Character actor. The, he yeah. was fantastic. And he, he comes down all excited because he got bingo, and then he wins the little TV. <laughs> Are you ready? This is a big game. Okay. And the first number is E-28. you don't exactly know her relationship to Francois. Like you think, is it her younger boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Is it, you just don't know. I mean, I have my thoughts, but she and Frank start to get together again. And he's like, where's Francois? No, he's more like being like a baby about the whole thing. Like getting mad that she's always with this Francois person. Oh yeah. <laughs> but then I thought it was like they're, the air, that weird airplane shot. Yeah. And she's like, he's on that airplane. He just got on an airplane and flew away. I sent him away. <laughs> yeah. Frank's all happy. <laughs> he had pep in his limp. Because we didn't. <laughs> pep in his limp step. <laughs> Frank? Oh, Eve. Hi. I've been looking for you ever since breakfast. I get the feeling that maybe you're trying to avoid me. No, I... No. Well, um, how about buying an old friend a drink? What are you looking for? Uh, Francois, he usually shows up about this point. Well, he's out there. problem in the Eve Frank relationship 
on this cruise has been Francois. Yeah, who is he? Don't know. We do learn that they are talking to each other outside, not outside, but it's daytime and they're on like deck and they are docked in Acapulco, I believe. And he asks, where's Francois? And she goes, right there. <laughs> and a little tiny airplane flying over the ship. They ordered Francois an airplane to send Francois away. Send Francois packing. Yeah, real nice. I know. Your cruise is over, Francois. Get the hell out of here. Au revoir. <laughs> and then Frank's all giddy because he was like all bummed out that Francois mm-hmm. is always there, C blocking him at every turn. <laughs> yeah, so then they send him away and then they get a chance to speak to one another. You know, I don't think Colonel Gallup ever did figure out what happened to me for those three days. <laughs> you mean he didn't believe your story about the sick ad in Bristol? <laughs> Not for one minute. But luckily, he was a very understanding colonel. He knew that there was somebody that I wanted to see very badly. I'm glad. I wouldn't have liked being responsible for getting you court-martialed. Sometimes I think I might have been better off if I had been court-martialed. At least it would have kept me off of Omaha Beach. You know, I don't even remember getting hit. One minute, I was rushing up the beach, thinking, hey... This isn't as rough as it's cut out to be. The next thing I know, I'm lying in a hospital with somebody telling me that I might never walk again. Then, well, when I didn't get any answers to my letters, I thought, well, I thought. You thought it was because I didn't want to be involved with a cripple. in the past. I would like to propose a toast to the future. To the future. So we have a, like a nice moment between April and Bud. Yeah, I really like this part. Because she's supposed to be performing in the lounge at this point, but she's not able to do it after failing at Julie's job. So she's just bummed out in all aspects. But uh, Bud gives her a really nice pep talk. I thought it was really cool because he also, like, I, I consider those two like these trooper performers, mm-hmm. you know, people that are part of sort of like, again, what we were raised on, like comedians, people that had some sort of like connection to sort of like, you know, the Catskills or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that these people, this sort of pep talk speech coming from uh, Jerry Stiller, I thought was kind of powerful. It was. And really sweet because he does seem like a very sweet guy, too. And mm-hmm. I really like this part of the show. Hi. Hi. Aren't you supposed to be uh, singing tonight? Oh, yes. I was supposed to be singing, but I'm confused. I don't know. I was thinking maybe nobody wants to see me anymore because I was a real flap today. You mean trying to be a cruise director? Yeah. What's that got to do with singing? Don't you know what happens to people when they see you up on stage? If they have troubles, they forget them. If they're sad, you make them happy. They tap their toes, they hum along, they clap like mad, and they go away feeling good. Me? You bet. And not everybody can do what you do, April. It's a gift. And maybe when you sing for people, you're giving in return. You really mean that? Of course. See, I think maybe you hit the head right on the nail. (laughs) I'm going to go and sing. I wish I could be this persuasive all the time. You got problems too? I got problems, five. You better get down to the lounge. See, see, I'm very late. Um, you are a beautiful, sweet man. 
and I hope everything will work out for you. See you later. <laughs> now, you know what's sad, Michelle? What? The incredible Bud Hanrahan pep talk has got April, you know, back on track. She's excited. She's got her classic energy back. And she's ready to go in there and knock him dead. And what happens? Captain gets impatient and he forces Eve to sing. <laughs> Which is kind of nuts. Like, it's like, hey, he gives her this big introduction. And it's like, that would be hard to do. Just get up there and start singing. I and how does a weird puts... band know what to what to play? That's what I was thinking. He puts, Not only does he put her on the spot, but then the band knows exactly what she's going to sing. Did you notice how enamored Richie Cunningham's brother, who was playing the bass, the red-haired guy, was? With the goatee? No, he was just like a clean-cut guy, and he totally was playing the bass, and his expressions on his face were just like he was <laughs> enthralled notice. with Sid Charisse's performance, I believe. Like, he was so emotionally invested in the performance. It was, like, downright distracting. I loved it. <laughs> but she gets up there and sing-talks her way through a magical number. Ladies and gentlemen, April Lopez, our scheduled entertainer, will be temporarily detained. But fortunately, we have with us tonight a lady of extraordinary talent. A lady who entertained a lot of us at a time when we really needed it. I haven't asked her, but uh, perhaps all of us will persuade her to come up and sing for us. Ladies and gentlemen, Eve Mills. I'm sorry, Eve. I'm on the This is this is kind of devastating. She has already been through all of this, conflicted about her singing career, not being able to deal with like a what is it a cruise director job, mm-hmm. and she comes in and then she sees this beautiful older woman stealing her thunder, and then she runs out. April, where have you been? Who cares? We do. Don't you know that by now? Then why you go and hire another singer before even my microphone gets cold? April, she was filling in for you. You weren't there to go on. Besides, we thought you weren't interested in singing anymore. You are a stuffing word into my mouth. I love singing. I do. It's just some of the things that go with it that I don't like so much. I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, you know, there's some parts of being a cruise director that I don't like very much. Sometimes the passengers have the most unreasonable demands. Try being a ship's doctor sometimes. Hypochondriacs. Would you believe bartenders sometimes have to deal with drunks? So why would you do this job if you don't like them? You said we didn't like our jobs. I didn't say that. Did you say that? I didn't say that. April, we like what we do. 
It's just we made a commitment to our careers, and that's what gets us through the rough spots. Sure. That's why we put up with all the little things that bother us. I think I understand what you try to tell me. I gotta do what I have to do and do what I don't want to do so I can do what I really want to do. Right? I couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> so, what do you say? Can you make the second show? See, I'm gonna knock them down. <laughs> okay, so after this pep talk from the crew, I thought she was gonna go back and sing another number for us, which I was looking forward to. Not she, the case. She totally didn't. I feel like she was underused in this episode somewhat. In that respect, it was, you know, it, it, it was a little strange, you know, but I guess you could only fit so many amazing vocal moments on the ship <laughs> and you've got Sid Charisse to handle they could have put one more in true like it could it would have been cool to end with like a big disco number you know what I mean mm-hmm. that would have been a nice way yeah it's it's a strange or omission she breaks out the flamenco guitar something because she's an incredible <laughs> guitarist you oh know? no that would have been great if you start with the flamenco and then it transforms into a big disco number that's oh I would have absolutely gone that would have been my choice we missed our calling oh yes two eight-year-olds telling everybody how to run <laughs> <laughs> We're showrunners for the Love Boat at eight years no, old. No, it was the '70s. It's possible. We could have done it. We would have met Corey Feldman, yeah, all these precocious, have. you know, young children with a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Rats. <laughs> <laughs> but after all this, the joy of Charo was sort of like the the problem of the Hanrahans. Yes. And they also had like a really nice moment. They did. They Be- kind of talked about what the issue was. Yeah, because Margaret was upset and she was taking it out on herself really Mm -hmm. like not feeling like enough feeling that she was just a mom and that he was off you know being interested in other people which you know obviously was not the case margaret what you saw up there is not what you think oh come on bud this isn't a desert there are no mirages at sea what i saw up there was a very uh sexy irresistible lady and uh what I see down here is a very dumpy housewife with a pair of red eyes. You're the one I find irresistible. You know, it isn't as though I haven't been expecting this for quite some time. Now. What are you talking about? Oh, come on, bud. I read the latest magazines. I know I am not an interesting person. I uh, have no job to discuss with you. I'm not out in the world meeting fascinating people. I'm redundant. I'm a woman who takes care of the house and raises children. And that's why I am putting everything I can into those kids. And I'm going to have someone to love me when you leave. Honey, don't you know yet that my greatest happiness comes from watching you and those kids? You're so beautiful and giving. You put so much love into tying Sarah's hair of it. But there isn't any love for you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have so many demands on you right now, and I've just been feeling... I've just been... Hey! You just... You've just been trying to tell me you love me. Right. Mommy! Will you help me with my puzzle? Of course, darling. Uh... Uh... As soon as Mommy and Daddy have finished talking... Charlie? Yeah, Mom? Shut the door, please. (laughs) Okay, so the Frank and Eve 
it was very soap opera because I expected part of it, but I did not expect all of it, and I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> uh, can I say what what the reveal is? You have to. So they're having this conversation, and well, first we we find out that while Frank was in the hospital, he was writing these letters, and the nurse who later became his wife, he was giving them to her to mail. <laughs> so of course, she was falling in love with him. She was not mailing the letters. <laughs> right. So. That's why Eve never got them and just assumed he was dead. <laughs> so then they're talking about, like, right, their future. And then he's like, what about Francois? And Still she's like, thinking that, like, there's, like, some sort of romantic Right, and she said, this is what I was expecting, that Francois was her son. Right. But I was not expecting for her to say, which makes sense, and I'm mad at myself, like I said, that I didn't catch that, is their son. Eve, I love you. Will you marry me? Before I answer, I have to tell you about Francois. I don't think I need to know. Yes, you do. Francois is my son. I moved to France after the war because it was easier for an unwed mother to raise a child there. He's a wonderful boy, Frank. I never for a moment regretted having him. Every time I saw him, I saw you. Oh, my God. He... You had my son. All those years, you thought I deserted you. You must have hated me. Frank. In French, your name is Francois. I named our son after you. Was crazy plot twist heavy like was pretty like, good it was so good it's pretty good I, I just i didn't see it coming no it's awesome not that part and then imagine that imagine like you see this person that you haven't seen in so long that you you were devastated that you didn't hear from after getting injured almost like fatally in right. the war then you see this person after all this time she's still hot and really and then you know you you've lost your wife in that time, and then you find out you have a son. You have a thirty-four year old son. Thirty-four and thirty-four year old French son. Yes. Oh my gosh, that'd be mind blowing. And then they all kind of meet at the end yeah. and hug like a family, instant family. You know what? That would be kind of incredible, though, don't you think? Yeah, of course. It would be wonderful in a way because it's like, oh my god, I have found this person. She'd be like, oh my god, a person who I thought was dead, I am now reuniting with, and this is the father of my son. That would. Ki- what a great Christmas that would be. <laughs> it should have been a Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great ending. It was awesome. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Me too. So I was so happy for those guys, the, the Pierce family. <laughs> Au revoir, you guys, and best of luck in the future. Right. And then, as you stated earlier, the hammer hands or whatever. <laughs> I can't say that. Like, sure. Hammerans. Oh my gosh. Hammerans. Hammerans. They are all gathered together. They're on their way home as a happy family. Mm-hmm. The older daughter's finally taking a little responsibility yeah. to help the mom out. Stepping it up. Yeah. She kind of needs to. I'm continuing the happy ending streak. Charo is going to continue her singing career on the cruise line. Thank God. Thank goodness for that. So I imagine at some point she returns again. Because I believe she was on multiple times throughout the years. Charles awesome. She's amazing. She's so fun to just, you know, to just watch in any way. 
And she is a really talented person because she is funny and she hits all of her stuff. And again, I don't know the level of difficulty because it does seem like she really does have that heavy accent. Mm -hmm. But who knows? Maybe you like meet her and she's just like, hey, how's it going? Like, it's, <laughs> it's all like just an character. affectation. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. know. But it's like the way that she does it, the way that she met. Because I think we've talked about it on The Love Boat where some people where they were doing sort of the play on words. Oh, like Pat Morita or yeah, something. They was, do that a lot with people that are, yeah, but are his struggling were, with the English language. But his were not funny, in my no. opinion. Hers are. She yeah. does some things that are kind of really funny. And some like go by so fast that you don't even really catch it. Mm -hmm. Or they're not given enough time because they are actually genuinely funny. But she was great. And I other than missing one more like knockout performance from her i think it was a cool way to uh have her on the show i agree she's she's just she's fun she's fun to watch she's just fun yeah so april says goodbye and kind of has fun uh with the captain one last time hey this you see this is the moment i really hate to leave but uh i got another engagement april your singing was long Hey, Captain, I have been observing your jack. It looks like it's a lot of fun. Maybe the next time I come, can I try it? So, Michelle, yeah. I'm going to do it to you on a... Portholes. No, baked Alaskans, as oh, you said before. <laughs> <laughs> one to ten, how many baked Alaskans do you give this one? I'm going to give it a nine. Oh, wow. I, maybe an eight because they did underutilize Charo, but I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, me too. I enjoyed all, everybody on it. Yeah. It's all these like heavy hitter actors, like with so much talent and Yeah, it was a cool balance and the way that they kind of intertwined storylines a little bit was really cool and not overdone. Uh, I liked it a lot. I mean I was super looking forward to the return of Charo just for her alone. But again, you have like uh, the Stillers on the show which Little Corey Feldman. Yeah, there's like a lot of likable stuff and I thought it was really, really good. I did too. Guys, did you enjoy it? What did you think? Were you Star Wars fans like I was when I was... I was too. Corey Feldman age. It had it all. This one really was a good one. As we said before, when we were confused, is Sonny Bono next, Michelle? I hope so. I think he is. <laughs> Man, they are ending season two so strong. They really are going out strong. Yeah, because you've got that. And again, guys, I hope this one doesn't let me down. Because this was the one that when we, when Michelle and I started rewatching The Love Boat, I'm like, oh man, I remember the one with Sonny mm -hmm. Bono. <laughs> so I'm hoping that this one kind of has a payoff and is fun to watch in the way that I'm hoping. And I hope you guys will join us for, I believe, the next episode. Yes. Uh, episode 49. Wow. So uh, until then, I am Michelle. I'm Michelle. Captain Stubing, Captain Stubing, please cover the bridge. And we are loving, loving the, the Love, love Boat. boat. Thank you.